All right. <clears throat> Here we go. Welcome to Out of Home Insider. Today's guest is Gino Sesto. Gino is the founder and CEO of the award-winning agency Dash2. Dash2 produces amazing work for clients across all mediums and may be best known in Out of Home for being a perennial powerhouse at the Obie Awards. This year, Dash2 took home not one, not two, but three Obies for just one campaign. And this isn't just about winning awards. Dash2 is the success story of a company born in a recession. And if you're ever curious about the power of Out of Home, just ask Gino about his marriage proposal. A pilot himself, Gino also teaches new pilots as an instructor and draws inspiration for business in his company from the skies, a place we should all be aiming for. Without further ado, Gino, welcome to the show. Thank you, sir. That was a very uh, flattering introduction. You did your research. Yeah, do, do my research. Do my research. And, <laughs> you know, as, as part of that research and part of, you know, every episode, I really like to get the gist of your origin story. How'd you come to, to being involved with Out of Home Dash 2? How'd you get here? Sure, sure. Um, I, uh, I'm turning 50 in a couple of months, so I'm a little bit older and I've been in the media buying business for a while. Uh, I, I previously worked at a couple different ad agencies. And like you said, um, in 08, when the recession or Great Depression, some call it, um, hit, uh, I was pretty much jobless and um, just decided at that point to start my own agency. Um, and then when we started, it was primarily um, traditional, even though outdoor is traditional. So we were working with mostly television uh, commercials for our clients. Um, and then as time went on, we transitioned more into the digital space. Um, and then as time went on more, we've transitioned to more just being digital and outdoor. Uh, TV is, is still a piece of our business, but it's, it's an aging piece of our business. So we pretty much uh, brand ourselves as a digital and outdoor advertising, which oddly enough are the two uh, forms of media that are also growing. The other three aren't. Radio, print, and uh, TV are, have had really tough times. Right. There's a lot of exciting things that, that, that we're talking about and how those two things work together. But maybe most relevant to right now, talk to me about what you learned in 2008, 2009, starting a company in a time kind of similar to this, there's people that are listening to this show right now that could be in the same situation and, and many probably likely are that you were in 08. What advice would you have for somebody in using this opportunity sure. as a platform? Well, I got to tell you, um, starting a, a company in the middle of a, a recession um, is is both a blessing and a curse. Um, I mean, the blessing is it's a great time because what else are you going to do? Um, there's so many people that are out of jobs um, that have um, either just picked up hobbies or whatever. Um, for me, I already had a hobby, so I was like, I'm not going to do that. So I was like, start a business. The curse is there's just not a lot of activity. Um, so it's a good time to hang your shingle, as they say and get things set for when business comes back. And as we go through this recession, we are having you know, um, the same kind of mentality. Well, you know, obviously business is tough right now, but it's not a time to just give up. It's a time to uh, 
focus, time to um, perfect your craft, and time to work on projects that um, have been shelved because you were too busy before. So it is a good time to start a business um, uh, in that regard. Makes sense. Makes sense. And there's we see some of that activity coming out, some some different ideas coming to the surface here. I want to talk about your background, though, and especially if you're watching this on YouTube, because it's the campaign that that's really gotten a lot of traction here recently with the OBs. Talk to me about the campaign with Klarna, and then we can move that into the conversation of, of creative and out of home. But but how did the Klarna campaign come to be? Um, so it, it was a uh, an amazing project, and thank you for the accolades on the three OBs. We just got them yesterday. I should have them in the background instead of the actual creative for the campaign. The Klarna, which is we've worked with um, off and on in the past, is a great client, and they're very um, – they're not afraid to try new things. They came across some research that um, basically about, I don't want to get too, too into the details, but they dog owners, it was all about the dog owners and dog owners and the propensity for dog owners and, and how um, connected they are um, to uh, their, their pets. And so they came up with the idea of creating a mural or, or an installation, we didn't really know what it was yet, on targeting dogs, not the owners, but the dogs, um, which when we heard those words, it, the, the, the aha moment just came like, this has never been done before. It, it was, it's like, it wasn't even, I didn't have to do any research. It was like obvious. Nobody's ever thought about targeting dogs. Dogs, which the is, four-legged creatures with the waggy tails. Right. Um, and it, 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 I remember years ago um, hearing um, uh, there's a term called the nag factor. Um, when you walk through a grocery store, um, the, the cereal, in the cereal aisle, the stuff that's targeted to kids is below, you know, like mom or dad's waist. And the kid's going to pick it up and nag mom and dad saying, hey, buy this for me. And so it's very similar to the nag factor in that regard where the dog is going to um, be drawn to that uh, wall. And um, then the, the parent of the dog will then be inclined to actually look at the, the wall. So um, over here, you can see, actually, my finger is a little off. There's a bunch of um, dog toys attached to the wall. And so what happened as, as uh, dogs were walking to uh, the dog park, um, they would walk on the sidewalk and they would, the dogs would be um, you know, drawn to these, these dog toys. And at that point, you know, anybody's going to go, well, what the heck is this? And they actually look at the creative and then, then they would be drawn into it. So it was like the perfect uh, symbiotic uh, relationship and it, it it did really really well and obviously um, Obi's acknowledged the fact that it was a, a, a super creative and, and never done before and the creative was beautiful and it was it was just an amazing installation. It's it, and it, and it really is and it's always great when you're the first one to do something pioneering something like that. And you talked about the target audience being the dogs. And, you know, we're in a time now where we're talking a lot about data and audience targeting. How important 
is the creative though. Are, are you concerned at all about the data overwhelming the importance of great creative? Um, at, this, at this point, when we came up with this idea, the data was basically just the dog owner data, like the dog owners and the propensity of, you know, how, how the connected they are. Um, the, the, at the end of the day, we were more worried about the creative. It wasn't the data. The data drew us to the conclusion of what to create. And then it was, now we need to create something. Um, mind you, this was a uh, project that in involved, obviously, the client, uh, 72 and Sunny, uh, did the creative sketching. Um, we did the installation, and we all worked um, as a team to make this all happen. But data was important in the idea, and then the, it drew us to the creative. How so? How would you recommend maybe a brand as we're excited about this, right? We're excited and out of home to have more audience data. How how do you see those things working together? For brands that are maybe getting into the space, how, how do you, how do you approach that creative conversation around a particular data point? Wow, that's a great question. Um, yeah, oftentimes people when they do their branding and messaging, especially our most most of our clients, there is no data that's involved. It's really just a knee jerk reaction um, in terms of messaging. There's never been most of the messaging that we do, there's never been, you know, data uh, testing, A-B testing uh, in terms of before it goes up. It's just, this looks good. Um, let's do this. Uh, in terms of like the, the copywriting, it's not, it's not tested and improved it, most of the time. It's, it's, here's our brand. We want to put the brand up and here's our tagline and that's what we're going to do. Um, However, um, I can see a day where people are spending more time on creative using information on, say, for instance, the people that are driving or walking by. Like this was obviously a walking by situation. And we knew that there was a lot of dog owners walking by. I can see a day where people are doing digital campaigns, targeting I don't know, people that are going to a specific employer. Um, and using the data from, from whoever um, on that traffic and talking to, say, for instance, you know, there's a, there's a baseball game and talking to, people, to um, the baseball fans on the way to the baseball game. So that needs to happen. I think I, um, it definitely needs to happen. Um, oftentimes we just do, you know, just put the billboard up and call it a day. What would you say makes great creative work? <laughs> oh man, <I> think, <laughs> a million dollar question. <laughs> I mean, we got we have an hour or two hours. Uh, <laughs> it's a battle that we have with our clients day in and day out. Um, we get ads from our clients that look like magazine ads. Like they want to put as much copy points on that um, ad. They want to, you know thank these people, do whatever. There's like literally paragraphs of stuff. And at the end of the day, the golden rule is the three second rule. And if you can't read in three seconds, it's a bad ad. 
after that is the messaging. Um, and I do like creative that has bright and um, contrast colors. Like obviously this did really well because it was very bright and there was black and pink and that was it. Um, and it stood out. Oftentimes color, you know, we did a campaign for these guys also that was for um, Gay Pride Month and it was the rainbow on sunset. And it was just, it stood out like nobody's business. So colors and copy, that's what makes good creative. Right. And, and, and just even looking at your background, not just contrast within the format itself, but you got great contrast against the environment right? as well. Sure. So, so, so do you, do you consider that when you're looking at a campaign of how, how does the environment, how can it help That's so campaign much. manifest? I don't think so much. I mean, if you're talking about the environment, like the, the blue clouds and, and things of like that, not really. Um, I mean, we've done campaigns. Uh, we do a lot of campaigns for Coachella and oftentimes we've done, we've had some really successful campaigns out there where we actually incorporate the landscaping with the desert and um, with the uh, windmills out there. So that, that we've done a lot of, I wouldn't say we've done a lot other than that, but it is a great, because it draws people in more. You know, if you're speaking to the environment that they're in, it definitely does draw people more into look at that creative. Yeah, it's great. And it's, I, I think it's fun when, and kind of the beautiful thing about out of home is it's, it's, it's a, it's a canvas that we can use and we can manipulate to do things like that. Uh, so Joe, this is a, a, a new segment. This is a, uh, this is a new segment for the show. And if you're down, I'd love to ask you a couple questions that aren't necessarily out of home questions, but uh, I'm sure you could give us some insight. Are you down for that? Yes, I might be frozen, but yes. Okay, you just unfroze, so perfect timing. All right, so these are, I'm calling these questions from Carlos. Carlos Zavala, he's the marketing manager for In Motion Media. And uh, these are some questions he came up with that I thought were great. If you weren't, uh-huh. if you weren't running Dash 2, and maybe it's being a, a, a pilot full time. But if you weren't running Dash 2, what would you be doing right now? I'd be retired. <laughs> I'd be a retired flight instructor. Um, that's what I would do. It's, uh, that sounds like a, a fine plan. Um, me and my wife are planning on having a, a child. At, so I'll be uh, an old dad. But I'd be just a pilot, flight instructor, dad. That was a good question. So, so, oh, thank you. So, uh, second question is, what are you most excited about right So, as I said before, we're in a, a recession, and that gives us plenty of opportunity to hire new talent, to acquire new companies, to build your brand. Your Awesome. And where do you go? Are you a reader, a podcast guy? Where do you go for inspiration and and, and to uh, I'm definitely a podcast guy. I listen, actually, oddly enough, I actually sleep to podcasts. <laughs> you do what? You sleep, I, I sleep to them? I fall asleep listening to podcasts. So I, I'm a, a, a rabid uh, news junkie, um, business junkie. So I'm always listening to what's happening out there. Talk to me about the sleeping to the podcasting because that's the thing I'm into. It's not something we've explored on the show here. I listen to a lot of stuff at night as well what are you what are your thoughts what do you have a do you have a thought process behind that um 
yeah, sometimes I'll wake up going, I have an idea and I have no idea where it came from. I've heard something before and I have no idea where it came from. It's because I was probably, you know, falling asleep and, and listening to a podcast. It's kind of like reading to your baby in the womb. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's it, it works. It's like subconscious. Um, I think, it, you know, you can still learn in the middle of the night when you're sleeping. For sure. We, we turn off all these other major functions and distractions and you just pipe that stuff right into, uh, right into dreamland. And uh, yeah, some podcasts don't work though. Like some podcasts, you just, you can't fall asleep to. What's a, what's, what's one that you could recommend for anyone listening to a uh, fall asleep? To a oh, podcast? Geez. Um, well, I listen to like true crime stories. Those are not the ones you can sleep to. <laughs> <laughs> might come up with some different ideas. <laughs> but um i i'll listen to like bbc news npr news um uh, how i built this things like that and those put me right to sleep how i built this great show and definitely a good place for uh for a source of inspiration where can people find more about you more about dash to some of the projects that you're working on where are you guys most active um instagram is really the, the, the place right now we have a very um it's funny, if you type in um, advertising blogs on Google, we're actually the number one blog. Damn. Which is funny, yeah. So um, we have a very robust blog um, that we try to post uh, once a week on. Um, and that really helps brand us. Uh, and obviously Instagram. So it's really our, our website and Instagram. Well, great. We'll make sure to link out to all of that stuff. And... Uh... And Gino, it's been fun, and we'll have to uh, we'll have to cover some some exciting new campaigns as the world gets turning again. That's Thanks, Tim. Absolutely. Apologies for the uh, buffering. No, listen, no apologies needed. It's uh, <laughs> it, it is the way of the world, so none required. Hey, listen, yeah. if this has been helpful. Please share it with somebody who could benefit. As always, click the subscribe button down the corner if you want to get swagged up. You can go to OOHswag.com. Use promo code INSIDER for 10% off your first order. We'll see you guys nice. real soon.